All right, special edition Game of Life Mentoring Podcast. And we got the newest entrant into the Miami Open. I don't think he was on the official docket, but my man, Irie, what you doing, bro? Yeah, listen, the Miami Open is so past tense. This is the Irie Open, okay? Like, <laughs> there was one contestant, me. <laughs> We're at the Irie Open right now. <laughs> bro, I love it. And at the Irie Open, the score is always love, love. Love! Oh, snap! Yeah, yeah, you just snapped. Love serving love. Love hey, bro. serving love. <laughs> Let me say this to you. Uh, you already know, but I want the world to know. Man, I love you, bro. I love what we do together. The partnership continues to blossom, and it's just number but no love, course. brother. I mean that sincerely. It's love serving love. That's what we do, man. That's what we do, Gail. I appreciate you, man. And check this out. Saturday, April 15th, uh, it's, it's the remix Heart of the Match Gala, Miami Beach Convention Center. And Irie, you know, mm. in the Big Brothers Big Sisters world, you know we got to do it big. And you team, when big. when we team up, it's got to be big. So you ready for this? Talk to me, baby. You know what? See, that I'm looking at that couch. But, you know, I want all Miami to know because we got the one and only Wycliffe coming back. What's up, fam? On, What's man. up, family? What, what up, what up? John, where you been, sir? All right, so let me officially say, I am not coming back. I've been in Miami since I've been 19 years old. I took a little break, but I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Back like you never left. (laughs) Back like I'm never left, man. I'm so excited, though. Um, I hope y'all ready. It's going to be fun. Every time I talk to you, We've talked on a podcast. Last time you were here, yes, sir. Uh, rocking it out for Hearts and Stars Gala. But, Sam, I needed you to freestyle. I was looking for you. I ain't find you, bro. But let, let me drop this. Let me drop this on you. And I want Irie to hear this now. You, Irie, you give me the rank, and I need you to have those like a slam dunk contest. You have only nines and tens ready, Irie, because this is raw. Because when Whitecliff <laughs> asked you to, to rock the mic, so here we go. So, Whitecliff, you want me to rock the mic? Let me jump on this thing like I'm riding a bike. You know, again, Cool J said, don't call it a comeback. We've been here for years. The work that Irie and I do, it stops the tears. Wycliffe, you know you are the real deal. Your music's so raw, you can't help but feel. A lighthouse shines to help navigate the night. Mentoring works. Don't stop the fight. Bars! (laughs) Yo, I need it. Yo, I need that on stage, though, on the 15th. We need that on stage. I need that baby, on stage, though, Brody. <laughs> Bruh, you can count on <laughs> it. You can count on it. Yeah. Now, now Whitecliffe, Irie, what's your score, bro? What's the score? It's only a nine or a ten option. Hey, listen, man. I give it a ten point five. A strong ten point five. <laughs> <laughs> well, Irie, I know you got to get to uh, love, serving love, my brother, and nothing but love. I'm gonna rap with Whitecliffe for a few minutes, but love you, man. Hey, and we, man. we see you. We're gonna rock it out on I the fifteenth. I can't wait for the remix, baby. Love you, my brothers. Take care, I man. I love you, too. Gang. Right. Whitecliff, check this out, brother. When did you start just dropping beats and freestyling and all that, bro? Well, I think for me, I was born in Haiti. I didn't get to America till I was 10 years old. Um, extreme poverty. I'm from a hut. I used to take, like, a donkey to school, transportation. Um, the idea of, like, clean water comes from a well, right? You got to go far to get that um we didn't have bathrooms we used the ravines feel me um the i remember like it would rain and you would sleep and you know you you would wish like it didn't rain you feel me so uh, i always tell people like 
music for me was an imagination gap of escape. So I always said the symphony lived in my head, right? So think about this. I ain't had Walt Disney, but we had the sound of thunder and lightning. And whenever that came out, that's when we all came out to play, you feel me? Mm -hmm. um, and to me, that sounded like the orchestra. We didn't have like the merry-go-round. We didn't have the community parks. We had a cemetery. And then so can you imagine kids running around in a, a cemetery playing tag? So, again, by the time I got to the United States, 10 years old, moved to Marlboro Hope Projects in Coney Island, same projects as Tracy Morgan. Um, and for me, music was just a way out. It was an avenue because the area that we was, we was from, it was like do or die. So it was either like you're going to get into shoplifting, you know, which we did at one time. You know, you get into small little robberies. Then your cousin gets killed, you know, and my father's a minister. So my dad's like, yo, I'm going to move them over to Jersey. So my pops took us and he moved us to New Jersey, but just literally trying to save our lives, leaving Brooklyn. You feel me? So in this process, I used to fight a lot because I was like the oldest one. And one day I was in the projects and I saw two guys up on each other, ripping each other's heads apart verbally. And dude was like, yo, yo mama this, yo mama that. And then the crowd is like, ooh, ooh. And I told my man, I was like, yo, what is that? He was like, yo, that's called battle rap. So I was like, yo, if I learn how to do this, I probably won't get into, you know, knife fights, you know, gun situations and drugs and all that. So I started battle rapping. And I would say that battle rapping is called Shakespearean Jowson to some, is an area that literally helped me a lot with the streets. And um, so I always say, so now today you have these big rap leagues, right? Where you have URL, RBE, all of these amazing rap leagues, even Drake support some of these leagues. But what we want people to understand is like, whether if it was breakdancing, whether if it was tagging graffiti, whether if it was the art of rap, um, this was an escape. And it was like, a, it started for me as a street culture way of escape, then which became uh, more of a reality when I got older. What I love about that, uh, Clef, is the fact that communication and expression, you use what you have. So many of our little brothers and little sisters may say, I don't have a lot, but you use what you have. I mean, the, the sound of the thunder and the lightning, the scenery created the artistry and the creativity uh, you know, and using your your mental skills and your verbal skills. Our kids are talented. Our kids aren't broken. They just need to use the talent they have and use what they have without excuses. 100%. I always tell the youth, and we can always communicate because I'm not one with a flossy lifestyle. Like, meaning, like, I didn't come up like this. I wasn't always, like, I was that, that kid. See, there's an album on the score the score is the Fuji's biggest album and probably the biggest group selling album in history, over 20 million sold, right? And in the score, there's a line that y'all gotta go back to this line. It's on a song called The Mask. And in The Mask, right, I said, I used to work at Burger King, a king taking orders, right? So, mm. so. Just imagine, yo, I want y'all to think like, why Clef saw you go to Burger King? I'm like, yo, welcome. Can I please take your order? 
you know, and I remember my cousins like pulling up to tease me, Mercedes with the, you know, the latest rims on. And I'm like in the back, but I'm writing my rhymes in my head. I'm writing my songs in my head. And I was like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm here in this fast food restaurant today, but tomorrow I'm going to be at Madison Square Garden. So the part of it that I want all of the youth to get out this story, it ain't really how you start, right? It's how you, how you, I won't even say finish, but how you take it there and how you take it there is it's not a matter. You can't be embarrassed by certain things, right? So at the end of the day, yeah, we all want the flyness. Yeah, we want, we want the drip. We want all of that. But what I want y'all to know is my story. There was a guy who wasn't dripping, right? And he was working in a fast food restaurant. And they're not going to tell y'all this story because they don't glorify this side. So let me glorify for you. He worked in a fast food restaurant. This dad, this guy cleaned bathrooms with his dad. This guy was a car salesman for his dad. Um, this guy at a time was a waiter, a bus boy, any jobs that you could think possible. But the thing was, while he was doing these jobs, though, in the back of his mind, he had big imagination and he would dream of big things. And then so as he would work, people would see the aesthetics of him working in these places. But in his brain, he was already in the biggest stages. And this guy just worked hard day and night legally and then did the jobs that nobody else has wanted to do. But at night, he would practice all his instruments. Daytime, he would practice his freestyle. And then he became Wyclef Jean. So, and this is the story of the ghetto. This is the story of the projects. Y'all see another story? So, did I grow up with the gangbang? Of course. Did I rep my flag? A hundred percent. I did that. But that wasn't the only thing I did. So at times within the projects, they try to make it seem like we one thing. No, the scientists, the next astronaut is listening to this right now. Mm. Somebody in these rural areas. And this, this is the message I try to always convey to the youth. What I love about that is you had humility in the midst of royalty. You had the big dreams, and I love that. Uh, we're here on the Game of Life Mentoring Podcast. Big brothers, big sisters getting down with Wycliffe Jean uh, family. Uh, he's coming to us on Saturday, April 15th, performing live at the Art of the Match Gala, the remix. And Wycliffe, I love what you're saying because oftentimes people live a, a lie. They glorify all these things that uh, they feel that everybody else wants to have and be. But what you're doing, brother— is you're breaking down the reality. You're breaking down the reality of how you grew up, the humility, but the big dreams were never compromised. Uh, let me ask you this, Wycliffe, because you have performed with, you've performed, you've written songs. How many songs have you written, brother, your best estimation of how many songs you have written or assisted with? Oh, I always say, like, my catalog is very strong. I, I've written over probably 3,000 songs. And in my catalog, though, I have I have probably one of the biggest <laughs> publishing catalogs. I've never sold it. Um, so I am uh, the writer of uh, Hips Don't Lie. So the song that you hear with Shakira, um, this, that song I wrote it two years prior to Shakira um, for a movie called Havana Nights. Um, I'm also the the writer of the composition of Santana's Maria Maria. So when you hear the DJ Khaled version, the Wild Thoughts, that's sampled from my original composition. Um, 
also the writer of Someone Please Call 911 with uh, me and Mary J. Blige. Um, man, it's endless. Ready or not, the Fugees. Um, one of my favorites was the remix for Beyonce, No, No, No. And, you know, I always credit B. There's a, I saw an interview online, definitely touched me. Because, you know, like no cap, if I could say this humbly and respectfully, I'm I'm like one of the forefathers of my generation. What that means is any artist you can think of, you could go from Lil Wayne to a T.I. to a Santana to a Busta Rhyme. Like I'm one of the forefathers, not just rapping. I didn't want to be a rapper. I wanted to be the greatest composer. So like in saying that, Beyonce was like, you know, you know why Clef put us on our first tour. He gave us our first break. And this was some of our best times you know what i'm saying we didn't have like the big stuff but we were so happy so for me more so than the catalogs that i've have and continue to have when you come to a Wyclef show it's like you had a karaoke show then you realize oh this is the guy who actually produced all this and wrote this um but more so than the the, the catalog of the music what i want you to think is how many people i've touched so for me mm. to be able to touch people through music has been amazing and so my mentor being quincy jones so you talking to a guy that seen beyonce in a room at 16 years old you know what i'm saying to you and i was like okay let's go to the studio this is what we're doing you talking to a guy that known lauren hill forever you know what i mean like you talking to a guy that eight years before Whitney Houston, while she was doing movies, Clive Davis called me and said, do you have a song for Whitney? And I wrote My Love's Your Love, which ended up being her comeback song. And then so, and then I was in the studio with Whitney. So here's, here's the coolest <clears throat> story. I'll give y'all some stuff sometimes. It's that's not online, which is thank God for the pod, for your podcast. So peep this, right? So when I was going in the studio with Whitney, I had Whitney, I had Whitney's daughter, and I had Bobby Brown. Mm. All in one room. And I had Whitney in the booth. And then when you hear this song, My Love's Your Love, and her daughter goes, sing, Mommy. I recorded that. And Whitney didn't even hear it. And it wasn't until I played the original. Then I had Bobby Brown do background on the record. So if you ever interview Bobby Brown, he'd tell you, Clef had me singing My Love's Your Love. And so... Can you imagine? I'm telling you, I was in the studio with the whole family, right? And so to me, these moments, to me, like, I celebrate them. I cherish them because bigger than the music and the songs that we talk, because a lot of people be like, yo, I got a big catalog. I'm flawed. Yeah. But in this catalog, who have you really touched? And how have you touched them? So for me, the most amazing part of my catalog, people would be like, yo, what's the most amazing part about Hips Don't Lie with you and Shakira? I said, me and Shakira leaving the studio, going to a fast food restaurant, which I will not give no more props to. And then we're sitting and we're sitting outside and we're eating burgers and fries. <laughs> and we both are don't have no shoes on. And people are passing it like, Yo, that looked like Shakira and Wyclef. That's my favorite part of Hipstone Live. So I think that, because can you imagine, a lot of people are glossy. A lot of people have a lot of fame, a lot of fortune, a lot of success. 
but every day they have to defend themselves, right? So it's bigger. What determines success? What determines true wealth, right? True wealth is determined in the space of inner peace, right? Because at the end of the day, you got everyone that's constantly working on schemes and trying to let people know they're the man. Or like when they come in the room, you got to know I'm the one doing this. I'm the one doing that. I'm the right. And then they could never find the happiness. So the best thing about all of these songs that I've written and continue to write are the backstories with these amazing artists that I've been able to touch and inspire and them having done the same for me. And, and Wycliffe, I know your, your daddy was a preacher and, you know, scriptures teach a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. And I love how you you've already answered the question of who mentored you. Now, Quincy Jones, what was one of the <clears throat> the biggest lessons that Quincy Jones taught you that you still use today? Because you have a solid, a solid name. Well, Quincy always what I've learned from Quincy Jones is don't work off a of hype. You know, like, you know, do not work off a hype. And what that means is work off the credibility of the work Mm. and let people figure it out. They don't have to figure it out now. So, for example, people be like, yo, I didn't hear you on the radio in a couple of years. What are you doing right now? So if you ask me, then I say, oh, I'm scoring the show The Shire with Lena Way. And then I said, by the way, I've been working on the Netflix first animation, Prince of Port-au-Prince. Um, for, which is going to show Haiti in a whole nother light about a young kid that escapes poverty through imagination. And it's going to be as big as Rio or, or Jungle Book or Aladdin, right? I'm not here promoting that. This is what I'm doing real life, right? So it's not, at times, people are more worried about, here's a, a, a funny story, um, one time a teacher was like, what do you want to be? I said, I want to be a battle rapper. Hmm. And then she, she was like, but you play 14 instruments. I'm going to ask you again, what do you want to be? I said, I want to be a battle rapper like LL Cool J. Jazz is for old people. And then she was like, you can be both. And then she was like, you ever heard of Quincy Jones? And I was like, yeah. She was like, no, you haven't heard of Quincy Jones. Then she showed me Quincy Jones composing for Sinatra. Then she was like, yo, this is the same guy who did Michael Jackson. Um, then she went on to the catalog and she was like, I asked you again, what do you want to be? I said, I want to be the best composer on the planet. <laughs> so that's all thanks to Quincy. And I, what I love about that is, again, that's what mentoring does. Wycliffe, I mean, it pushes you beyond your current reality is, okay, you want to be a battle rapper. You can be both. You can be more than that. And it's now the best composer. Uh, what's your, what's your yeah, go-to no. jam? I mean, I know you got so much. I mean, the folks you've worked with, the various genres, uh, you know, what's your go-to jam when you just need to get hype immediately? Uh, my go-to jam hype immediately is September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, come on now. Come on now. See, Cliff, that, that's yeah. me. That's me. Yeah, but that has, yeah, but that's me. And it's my daughter. That's like over a billion views on TikTok. And it literally has the best musical component and energy rise of any record. You know what I'm saying to you? I always like said, like, that's like the last 10 minutes of the race. You know what I'm saying to you? You kick that in the gear, how that guitar starts and it goes. I'm one of the illest bands of all times. Total, total respect. I am with you on that a thousand percent, my brother. A thousand percent. 
Uh, so, yes, uh, b- before we wrap up, because I mean, I appreciate your time. Drop. Uh, what do what can people expect uh, when you come to Miami? Uh, you never left, <laughs> but when you you are here on Saturday, April fifteenth, Art of the Match Gala, the remix. What can they expect when you hit that stage, Wycliffe? Well, I th- I think that I always say like when you come to they call me the carnival man, and you know the best way to explain it to you is like you're coming into a revival. And I always say people that comes to a Wyclef show bring two pairs, bring two pairs of shoes with you, bring two outfits with you because, you know, the energy of what we have. So I always say that you can listen to the music on Spotify, on iTunes, on YouTube, right? The only thing that can be downloaded now is the experience. So I would say when you come to a Wyclef show, you get that human experience. Yeah, you know I'm the guy who produced Killing Me Softly, but what about if I reproduce it on stage with you now being the Fugees? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm the guy who wrote Hips Don't Lie, but what if I add you to it? Um, so we take the, the catalog, which is extensive. Oh, so we start off, of course, in the 90s, you know what I'm saying to you, and then we bring you into to, to 20, the Renaissance era. And um, it's it's a jam session, sing along, very emotional, um, but an in, in emotional journey of just happiness, you know what I mean? So that's sort of like what I'm excited about. And everybody that wants to see Mr. Hipstone Lie, Mr. Sweetest Girl, Mr. One Time, Mr. Maria Maria, should I continue? I'll see y'all there, baby. I'm loving it. Saturday, April 15th. Miami Beach Convention Center, the one and only Wycliffe. The genre is unlimited. One of the greatest composers that this world has ever known that's coming to us live. Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Miami, Art of the Match Gala, the remix. Don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years. Wycliffe, I appreciate you, brother. I told you we locked in now, for real. Uh, we're so, locked in for real. I mean, I tell you what, brother, this is yeah. this is family for real. I mean, game recognizes yeah. game. Uh, what I love about 100%. battle rap, you know when to jump in and when to and when to just observe. I've observed. I have heard. When you need me to jump in, I'm ready, brother. All right, man. I'll see you on that stage, though. Get ready. Yes, sir. All right. Take care, All right, brother. Family. Salute.